Friday on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The trade deadline has come and gone. We'll talk about the two deals the Ducks made and maybe one or two they didn't make. All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is a Monday afternoon. This is a later podcast than usual, but hey, it was the trade deadline and we're going to talk all about that. But first, a reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. So check that out. Uh, if you didn't catch that earlier today, I was on the Locked On Live broadcast with Sarah Avampato and L- Ross Levitan. We talked about the two trades that took place. Yeah, um, so GM Bob Murray wasn't going to stand pat, and I kind of joked around with the group saying, yeah, maybe I'll come on in the last hour because Bob Murray, you know, he loves to have those last minute deals. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And it is a good thing I did not record last night or early this morning because I would have been completely wrong on what had happened. So here we go. Two trades that went down. First, just after noon, this came out that Ben Hutton was traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs for a fifth round pick. I know some Ducks fans immediately said, wait, the Ducks actually got something back for Ben Hutton? Really? Yeah. So Ben Hutton, I know, has been underperforming a lot this season. He's only got one goal in 34 games. He's got only five points in 34 games. Probably his worst season statistically aside from 2017-2018 where he had six points in 61 games. But I think this might be a case where maybe just it wasn't the right fit. I mean, Ben Ben Hutton has been kind of struggling in this season playing in that mold of Dallas Eakins, but maybe it's not Hutton, maybe it's Eakins, who knows. And then you had Hutton on that line with Yanni Hockenpah, who we'll talk about more a little bit later. Ben Hutton was signed on a one-year, $1 million deal. So frankly, it wasn't a huge offering that the Ducks were giving up. I mean, one million, not that bad. One year left on his contract, also not that bad. So the Ducks are essentially renting him out to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And listening to a conversation on TSN on Trade Center, Ben Hutton did talk to Trade Center just before I was recording this. I waited to see what that was. Ben Hutton got the phone call as he was driving, I think either to or from the arena since they had a morning skate this morning. So Ben Hutton got the phone call pretty late, and it was from the Toronto GM basically advising him that Toronto chose him and they picked him up. So he's very excited to be back in Canada. Uh, He even said, he, he admitted so. He said it right there and then. He was super excited to be playing for a contending team. Those were his words. I mean, not that he didn't like playing in Anaheim, But I could tell that he didn't like playing on a team that was losing and losing and losing all over again and losing in spectacular fashion, too. So, yeah, Ben Hutton did want out of Anaheim. You could clearly tell. So, once again, the Ducks getting back a fifth round pick for Ben Hutton. So, this is not only getting a pick, but this is clearing a little bit of cap space, which has been an issue with the Ducks this season. So the Ducks lose one defenseman as far as what Toronto's getting. Toronto has played pretty much the same six defensive people all season long. And one or two of those guys, they're very much fringe players. They could be an AHL or taxi squad player. That is what it is. 
As far as what his role is with Toronto, he admitted he has no idea what his role in Toronto is going to be. He wasn't even asked about that. So he has no idea, but he's just going to go there and compete and try to perform every night for Toronto. He wants to be in the lineup every night. I honestly would expect that he might end up in that third D pairing in Toronto. He is capable. He has had some good seasons in Vancouver. Don't forget, he played four seasons in Canada. And something else that he said on today's interview was it is a lot different being in a Canadian market than being in a California market where it's a little bit cooler, kind of flies under the radar. And he wants to be under the spotlight. He wants to have that spotlight on him and be in front of all the rabid fans in Toronto. He wants he wants that. He wants to have that media attention. And he kind of feels like he needs that pressure a little bit. Not a bad pressure, but a good pressure. The kind that really gets you going. The kind that you go into the gym and you say, you know what, I think I have to perform at a high level. Otherwise, I'm going to be scrutinized for having a crappy performance. Here's who the Leafs have as their defensemen. They have the top four, obviously, Morgan Riley and TJ Brody. Then they have Jake Muzzin and Justin Hull. Then they have a combination of Travis Dermott, Zach Bogosian, Tim Lilligren, and Martin Marinson. Uh, yeah, I could see Ben Hutton sliding in there as a third D pairing. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a shakeup as far as defensemen for Toronto. This is a good trade for them. They needed a depth defenseman, and they got exactly what they needed. They only gave up a fifth. But the Ducks are saying, hey, we got a fifth. We actually got something of worth for Ben Hutton, who once again has been underperforming. But this is just one of those cases where a change of scenery might be just what he needs. He hasn't done well in Anaheim. It feels like he hasn't really fit in with the team. He hasn't fit in with the core defensive unit. And that's a shame for Ben Hutton because he had a couple really solid seasons in Vancouver. When he first came to LA last season, I know some Kings fans were excited to see him there. And frankly, they should have been. He had a pretty decent year with the LA Kings last season. He had four goals for 16 points in 65 games. He didn't look bad for LA. In fact, he might have been one of their more underrated defensemen last season, which is why Anaheim decided to take a chance on him. And so far, it hasn't worked out. And now he is shipped off to Toronto. That fifth round pick, I don't know if it's going to amount to a whole lot because it's a fifth round pick. But hey, the Ducks got something and they cleared cap space. So take that for what it's worth. So we'll say happy trails to Ben Hutton. Good luck in Toronto and good luck, hopefully, helping Toronto with a deep Stanley Cup run. Am I rooting for Toronto? I don't know. I mean, I, I like their makeup. I like their team. Do I think, I mean, do I really think they're going to win a Stanley Cup this season? I'm not so sure. I'm still not completely sold on Toronto winning the Cup just yet. Anyway, we're going to head into the first intermission. Then we'll talk about the other trade that happened. But let's talk about everyone's favorite protein bar, Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar in the land. They have several fantastic flavors. They are low calorie, high protein, low sugar, and they taste like a candy bar. Check out some of the fantastic flavors, including Cherry Barcia, my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. Try out those flavors. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. 
Try it now. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. We'll talk about the other trade that happened. This one, kind of a small W for GM Bob Murray. We'll talk about it on the other side. Oh, hello there. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is something that you're not going to want to hear, Ducks fans. So cover your ears, maybe a little bit. Okay, maybe I'll just tell you. So the Ducks losing a certain defenseman by the name of Ben Hutton, that means another certain defenseman is going to see a lot more playing time. It's not Hampus Lindholm because it was just coming out that Hampus Lindholm is likely to be out the rest of the season, as if we didn't already suspect that. Uh, This is straight from the horse's mouth. Bob Murray said that the wrist injury may have been worse than thought. So it looks like he's going to be out for the season. So no Ben Hutton, no Hampus Lindholm. Yeah, you know exactly who I'm going to say. Jacob Larson is probably going to slot in the rest of the season. Um, Yay. I, I know Ducks fans don't particularly like that, but hey, this is who they got. Fowler, Manson, Drysdale, Shaddy, Larson, and the newest Anaheim Duck. This one I consider a W for the Anaheim Ducks. They traded with the Carolina Hurricanes. Hmm. Who did they get? Hayden Flurry? Wow, wait. The Ducks got Hayden Flurry from Carolina. Okay, I'm intrigued. They acquired Hayden Flurry for Yanni Hockenpah and a 2022 sixth round pick. Ooh, you know what? It's not a massive trade, but it is a small W. I will take this. Carolina could have asked for a little bit more back. I think Carolina could have asked for a fifth or a fourth, but instead they get a sixth. (laughs) Hey, you know what? This is bargain Bob, but this is not terrible. It's not a horrible trade. And I mean, I know they're standing pat. That's it. Those are the only trades, but at least they weren't losers. Well, total losers at the deadline. I'll explain why they are losers at the deadline momentarily. So first off, here's who the Ducks are giving up. We say happy trails to Yanni Hockenpah, the former longtime San Diego goal, finally broke through this season with the Anaheim Ducks. He's already 29 years old, but man, the road that he took to get to the NHL was a long and arduous one, and he made it worth it. First off, he had a long time with the Chicago Wolves. Then he went off to overseas, went to Finland for a while. Then he made it to the San Diego Goals, kind of on a little bit of a tryout. I mean, the Ducks took a chance on Yanni Hockenpah, and it paid off big time with the San Diego Goals. He was part of the glue of that Goals team last season that helped them get to a playoff spot, or what would have been a playoff spot, had the season not finished prematurely due to COVID-19. And then he actually made it straight into the Ducks team out of camp and had been there the entire season. However, in 42 games, he's only had one point. Yanni Hockenpah is among the league leader in hits. He's not there to score. He is there to provide physicality. He is there to get hits. He is there to provide some kind of spark in the neutral zone and to be pretty decent and a pretty solid option on defense in the neutral zone and defense in certain situations. 
Situationally, Hockenpah is a good defenseman. He has been pretty solid on PK up until recently, but that's like the whole team is having woes in regards to PK and and power play anyway. It, it is what it is. So the Ducks give him up. In 47 games with Anaheim, he scored one goal and had one assist for two points, and that is the end of his Anaheim Ducks career, but the start of his NHL career. So we wish him the best of luck in Carolina. That's a team that is scary. I think Carolina is still a top contender in the East. I think they could make a deep run in the playoffs. So we wish Yanni Hockenpah all the best, and we will continue to root for him as he travels across the country to Carolina. Best of luck. So the Ducks get Hayden Fleury from the Carolina Hurricanes. Fleury is a pretty young player. They essentially swapped defensemen. They swapped a 29-year-old hard-hitting defenseman in Hockenpah for a 24-year-old in Hayden Fleury. Uh, Fleury can go either side. He can play left or right defense. Uh, He's pretty flexible like that. Once again, only 24 years old. Not bad. He does have another year left on his contract after this season. So there's a little bit of team control. His cap hit is $1.3 million. So they give up about a million in Hutton, a little less than a million in Hockenpah, and they get back one point three. So there's some slight cap flexibility, but ooh, ooh, there is at least cap flexibility of a few hundred thousand where they won't have to maneuver as much as far as money dealings with players going up and down. So maybe we could see Bacchus back in the lineup regularly. Who knows? But once again, a $1.3 million cap hit for Hayden Fleury. However, he has struggled mightily this season. He's only got one goal. One goal this season in 35 games. In fact, he's only got one point in 35 games this season. By far his worst season in the National Hockey League. But you cannot overlook the fact that he is a very strong person to have when you go deeper in a playoff run. Last season, he had two key goals for Carolina in the playoffs, and he was big in the AHL playoffs for the Charlotte Checkers. And if you recall, the Charlotte Checkers, they were a Calder Cup champion, and he was part of that team. He was part of that amazing Checkers team in 18 and 19. So he does have the capability. Again, he's only 24 years old, which adds to the immense youth that the Anaheim Ducks have another under 25 player and another year. You know what? This isn't bad. Flurry has got quite a bit of potential still in his game. This season is his first, or sorry, his second full season in the National Hockey League. Last season in 45 games, he had 14 points. He was very good on the blue line. Uh, on that second power play, when he would be on the power play, he was quite good. He's also another good situational player, but a little bit better and a little bit better expected goals for. He has been a little bit snake bitten this season where he's had some bad luck on his end. I wouldn't be surprised if he scores maybe four or five points with the Ducks in the remaining maybe 12, 13, 14 games. It would not surprise me in the least. And to give up only a sixth? Hey, hey, Ducks. You got to be a little bit happy. At least they didn't completely crap the bed 
on the trade deadline, but I still consider them losers in this year's trade deadline, and I will explain why after the second intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. They have every sport on right now, including hockey, basketball, baseball, you name it, they have it. They also have reality TV, among other things. So go to betonline.ag right now. Use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. All right, we're going to talk about why the Ducks were not winners in this trade deadline on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. A couple things. First, in case you missed it earlier today, I appeared on the Locked On Live broadcast with Ross Levitan and Sarah Avampado. You can check that out online on the Locked On YouTube channel. I appear towards the end of the four-hour special. But hey, there I am talking about both trades. But there was something else that was brought up, and that's why the Ducks were the biggest losers in the deadline. I'll get to that almost in a minute. First, we have a quote from GM Bob Murray himself. He speaks, oh my goodness, not the Bob Murray on on um, Twitter, <laughs> which by the way is a great Twitter handle there and a great Twitter account, uh, but the actual Bob Murray, the actual executive VP and GM, here's what he said on the acquisition of Hayden Fleury. Quote, he's a young defenseman, big kid, skates very well, always has. He's kind of been stuck in Carolina behind a real good, solid defense and hasn't been given a good opportunity. I think he needs the chance to have some consistency. This is a good opportunity for him and for us. End quote. Well, that's a little bit interesting. I would say that's true that Bob Murray said that he didn't really have the opportunity in Carolina. And there is something to that. Like I mentioned he has a pretty good defensive core in front of him. And aside from the fact that he only has one point this season, maybe it's just time for him to leave from Carolina. As much as they don't want to admit it, he's a very good young defenseman. And I think he could be a decent fit in Anaheim. And maybe he'll get a lot more playing time than he's accustomed to. So while it is sad for him to leave Carolina, I'm sure he's excited to get a proper chance here in Anaheim. Okay, now let's get to the part of the podcast that I really wanted to get to. Why the Ducks were not winners in this trade deadline. And according to Sarah Avampado, I have been watching Sarah. I know what you said. She said that the Anaheim Ducks were the biggest losers in this trade deadline, not to pick on her Southern California brethren, but because of the fact that they didn't make some of the big splashy moves that they needed to make. Because she's absolutely right. The Ducks have no identity. And I know I talked about this a million times. And I'm going to say it again. This is not a retooling. This should be a rebuilding. And it simply is not the case. Bob Murray could have gotten some better draft picks. And did not. Look at some of the other trades that happened across the trade deadline. There was a really big one that kind of caught my attention. And that was towards the very end of the deadline. It was the Anthony Mantha trade 
from Detroit to Washington. And look at the haul that was returned for that. A first, a second, Rana. I mean, that was a fleecing of a trade. So then I thought, hmm, if that trade could have been made, then maybe the Ducks could have actually pulled something off for either Ricard Raquel, who I thought could have brought a first and something else, or Josh Manson could have brought a bigger package and didn't. And I know I said on Friday that watch the Ducks not make any big moves. One, because of the recent injuries, and two, because this might be GM Bob Murray just standing pat. And unfortunately, that's kind of exactly what happened. He mostly stood still. They did not make the big flashy trades. And I I called this on Friday. I was prepared for not any big deals happening. And lo and behold, that's exactly what occurred. I didn't expect to see Raquel moved. I thought maybe, maybe Fowler might get moved. And there was several teams out there that could have used a Manson. One of those teams, and I would have liked this trade, would have been the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets could use some top four defense. The Winnipeg Jets are not going to be successful with the defensive core they have right now. Their offense is fine, but their defense, they desperately need help there. And they're not going to get to a Stanley Cup final with the defense they have. They might not get to a conference final. Hell, they might not even get past the first round with the defense they have. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's not that it's so bad. But it's probably just bad enough that I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's look at the Winnipeg Jets defense, okay? They have Josh Josh Morrissey and Tucker Pullman. Tucker Pullman, first line defense? I mean, he's a second defenseman, but that's where they miss Shifley a lot. Then you have Derek Forbort and Neil Pionk. Okay, second line, whatever. Then you have a combination of Logan Stanley... Sammy Niku, Dylan DeMello, and Nelson Nogier. Wow. A couple of those guys should be in the AHL with the Manitoba Moose, but they're not because of the defenseman that has recently been given up by Winnipeg. We'll go back a few years. Giving up Dustin Bufflin. Yeah, that kind of sucked. Giving up, or Shifley, losing Shifley. Wow, that really sucked, didn't it? The Jets are did not make many good moves, And them not addressing their biggest flaw by far, I thought was a huge loss for the Winnipeg Jets. That would have made sense for both sides. Because the Jets could have gotten Manson. He easily would have slotted in that first line. Or if not the first line, definitely that second line. They need top four defense. Manson could have provided it. And Winnipeg would have been willing to give up a first and then some for Manson. They would have given up a lot of players. They have some fantastic prospects, some pretty decent forwards. They probably would have given up Christian Veselainen. They probably would have given him up, and Ducks fans would have said, you know what, that's not bad. If they could have gotten Veselainen or maybe Toninato and a first-round pick, I would have said, hey, you know what, I'm happy with that. I'm perfectly fine with that trade. But it's the moves that GM Bob Murray did not make that makes them one of the losers of this draft. Bob Murray, I mean, while the moves he made are not bad, the moves he didn't make are worse. So now we're going to stand pat with this team and have this moving forward. Yeah, 
it it kind of sucks. Like it's both good and bad. You're both happy, but not so happy with this trade deadline. So there you go. That is today's show, and that is a review of everything that has taken place over the trade deadline. There were some other big trades that took place on the deadline and a couple of really splashy ones. I'll get to those ones right now. As I mentioned, you had Anthony Mantha going to the Capitals for Verona Panic, a first and a second. Yikes. You had Jordy Ben going to Winnipeg from Vancouver for a sixth. Jordy Ben is not going to help the Jets defense. They could have done better. Uh, another couple of just other trades. Eric Goodbranson going from Ottawa, the former Duck going from Ottawa to the Nashville Predators. That should be a little bit interesting. Then some of the other ones. Sam Bennett going to Florida from Calgary for Emil Heinemann and a second. That's a little bit of something. Carl Soderberg going to Colorado from Chicago for a couple of prospects. That one, again, not bad. Then you had some of the bigger trades that took place, like Jeff Carter going to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a third and a fourth. That's it. And they're both conditional picks, too. Yeah, LA fans are not happy with that one, and they shouldn't be happy. The big trade, the other big trade, aside from the Detroit-Washington trade, Taylor Hall got traded from Buffalo to the Boston Bruins. Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar going to Boston for Andres Bjork and a second round pick. Wow. So that happened. Oh yeah, and Nick Felino going from Columbus to Toronto for a fourth and a first. That one's actually kind of even. But if you want to check out all those trades on the Locked On Podcast Network, check out Locked On NHL with Sarah Avampado as one of the hosts. Uh, check out all the other shows on the Locked On Podcast Network on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow this show and everything ducks on LO underscore ducks. So once again, that was the trade deadline. Um, yeah, there you go. Ducks made a couple moves. And don't forget, the Ducks have a game tonight against the San Jose Sharks. It is a late start, but definitely check that out. And one more thing, one more item of note. There will be no show on Friday. I'll explain more tomorrow, but I will not be around. So we'll have no show on Friday, therefore no mailbag. And Locker Room, be sure to download the Locker Room app for iOS and follow Locked On Ducks on the Locker Room app. I will be doing my next Locker Room on Wednesday before the Sharks game. So it's going to be a preview. And maybe I'll be on a little bit during the game. But it will be a 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time Locker Room for, once again, Locked On Ducks. And that will be Wednesday. Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. on the Locker Room app. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated, and I appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you so much, and a big, big, big shout-out to everyone that came to the locker room last time. Uh, Tom, I know you're listening out there. Tom, thanks for coming on and talking for as long as you did. It was awesome, and hopefully, Tom, you get to come on a few more locker rooms during this season. So look for that on Wednesday, and a big thanks. I think we had, like, 14 or 15 people in that locker room at one time talking ducks talking trade deadline talking goals 
That was a great time. So if you want to join the party, Wednesday, 6.30. All right. Thank you so much for listening. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. Say have a great rest of the Monday. Enjoy hockey tonight. Be safe out there. Be kind to one another, especially during this trade deadline day. And Ducks, fly together.